On episode 32 of Disney Conversations, we are going to conclude our discussion with Mindy Muir about her three-week adventure to Walt Disney World. She also talks a bit about Disney Cruise Lines and that park up the street. We had a lot of fun talking about all these things along the way, and I hope you will enjoy this episode. I'm honored that you would choose to take time out of your schedule to give us a listen, but remember, we could really use your help in sharing Disney conversations with your Disney-loving friends. We are available on all the major podcast platforms. So welcome aboard Disney Conversations for the week of December 19th, 2021. Welcome to Disney Conversations, a Disney fan podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Wallace. Disney Conversations is sponsored by Magical Matthew Travel. At Magical Matthew Travel, we specialize in all of your Disney destination planning. Contact us today at magical underscore Matthew at outlook.com for your free, no obligation quote to your favorite Disney destination. Magical Matthew Travel is a proud affiliate of the Travel Quest Network. Halloween cruises, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but, you know, as Disney World goes, it wasn't super busy. In fact, most people who were waiting and it just so happened to coincide with the 50th. I I kind of mentioned that. And it did get busier during those times. You know, you could tell it it, when we first got there, the parks were empty. And then around September 28th, it started started to creep in because people went for a week or so, you know, and they Mm -hmm. would stay and up until about October 4th. It was it got a little busy in there. I would say the first and the second were the busiest days as far as the parks go that the second we went to um, Hollywood studios and the lines were, we ended up not riding much. Um, We did did use the DAS card, which is disability access service. We took advantage of that for my husband's sake. He cannot do Disney without it. It doesn't work. Um, We took his scooter with, we have his own scooter, mobility scooter here in Arizona and I did not know this, but Southwest lets you check it in like a wheelchair. So we were able to check it in and bring it with us. Nice. And that saved a tremendous amount of money. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Because like, I think it was almost $500 just to rent it from an outside service. So we utilized that and just brought it with us instead of renting one from an outside source mm-hmm. company. So tell us more about your park experiences. Okay, so then, um, well, we took some days off and again, utilized those times and really went around like resort hopping and just did some fun things around Disney Springs. But uh, going back to the parks, I feel like the my I had a lot of fun at um, Hollywood Studios. I was really surprised of how much it's been, you know, I went two years ago but I hadn't been on any of the star Wars attractions at magic kingdom or, um, or, you know, any of the Disney parks in Florida, there was new things that had come out since the last time I was there. And 
I feel like that was the best park for me. I would you agree? What I don't know. Um, I had a lot of fun at Hollywood. Studios. It was just the atmosphere, and you know what was my favorite attraction? It's kind of silly, but it's the one man's dream, the walkthrough of Walt. Um, I have to agree with you on that <laughs> because first of all, you they've got the recreation of Walt's office there, so you kind of yes. get a lay for the layout of how he worked. They've got the multi-plane right. camera there that you can see that that he basically invented for his animation work. Yep. You really get a sense of who Walt Disney is. And my biggest fear with the Disney company as a whole right now is that that's being lost somewhat. And it's nice that this is still there. And when they let the movie play one man's dream, I like that even more because you you're getting a more in-depth look at the man who started all of this and the reason why we're such Disney addicts. Right. And that's true. I love going in there and just, it's a surreal feeling being that close to Walt. He's my hero. I love him. Um, and being, if that's, if there's one person I could have met in this world, it would have been Walt Disney. I what, a, what a man. And just taking the time, the things that he invented and his, his ideas and the things that he thought were just, you know, people thought he was crazy. And, you know, sometimes when we're laughed at and made fun of for the things that people think are crazy are the ones that make the big ideas and change the world. And hasn't he changed? I don't think there's a country in this world that doesn't know who Walt Disney is or I, heard the Disney brand. He visited most of them. <laughs> right, exactly. So the parks, you know, they, I had a lot of fun. So we went to Magic Kingdom and then back to Animal Kingdom and Epcot. So Epcot, oh my goodness, it was during um, Food and Wine Festival, and we started in China, and we worked our way around, and oh my goodness, the food that was there, it was absolutely amazing, and we tried most of everything and really enjoyed it. What I found that they don't have anymore are cronuts, which are the donut uh, yeah, croissants, yeah. They don't have them at Epcot anymore. I was a little disheartened. <laughs> yeah, those were a big thing a few years back. Yeah, and then I met you at Epcot. Well, I don't know if that was a highlight of your trip, but <laughs> of nice course it was. And, um... That was the day that I met you, and that first time that we'd gone to Epcot, and we were we actually we went on Soarin' and Living with the Land inside of there because we mm -hmm. left we met in uh, that area. Yeah. Yeah. By that time, I was not doing. No, you weren't. Were uh, you? Right, because the the movement from the scooter to a ride vehicle was very painful. Right. But I did enjoy the rest of my time at Epcot, just literally scooting around World Showcase. I didn't get to try too many of the foods, but World Showcase is just a really nice place to slow down a little bit isn't it take some time in your day and just really you know they always say that disney's in the details i think world showcase is the epitome of that fact so if, true 
if you take the time to look at each of those pavilions, you'll find the little details. Maybe you don't understand what they are, but it, they'll make you look and go, hmm, I wonder what that is. And then you want to yes. go back and try and find out what is that? Why is it done that way? You know, I think my favorite pavilion is the UK, followed closely behind by Canada. But I love them all. I love visiting all of those countries. And I kind of wish they would add a few more because I don't know if I'll ever get to go see any of these countries right. in my lifetime. Right. But this is a great way to get some exposure. And now that they're starting to get things sort of back to normal, maybe they can get some of those international uh -huh. cast members back and get more of the realism of each country back up front where it belongs. That's very true. <laughs> yeah definitely i i just i really enjoy especially spaceship earth what a great attraction i love it i think we went on that 10 times easy i that's a must do for me one of my favorites yep and living with the land i most people are like okay this is the most boring attraction no i love it it's it's so disney doesn't it scream walt it just has like that 50s vibe to it and i just adore it it's it's the best attraction is living with the land you go through if you, my, our listeners don't know um it's a boat attraction and you go through like a greenhouse and the way they cultivate and do ag and grow food inside the parks yeah. and sustainability and just the Basically way they're gives able you to the history of how agriculture has progressed exactly over time and in fact the cool part is garden grill the restaurant spins and the characters will come but you can see each part of the attraction as you go around the uh the my first visit to epcot that was actually called the good turn restaurant the good turn restaurant yes wow and my my cousin and I, this was my first trip down there, his second or third. He talked me into going there. So we went to Epcot. We went to the Good Turn restaurant. And for breakfast, uh -huh. we were serving chocolate waffles made with Hershey's syrup. Oh, my. <laughs> that was the best waffle I had ever had in my life. Oh, Wow. And for That's a incredible. portion of that time, you're overlooking the ride. Uh, yeah, exactly. You overlook the attraction and, and how that works. I love it. And I don't know how far back you go for visiting Epcot, but do you happen to remember when each of the boats had a live guide on them? No, I did. I've not been to Disney World. The first time Brandon and I had gone was in 2003. So anything prior to that, I had never been to Disney World. That was the first time we had gone for our postponed honeymoon, if you will. Mm -hmm. We waited a while to go and okay. really take that trip. But that was the first time we went. So I don't remember anybody that had a guide on there. That's how it was. I, I don't know exactly when guide. that transition took place. Uh huh. And, and the audio guide they've got mm -hmm. now is fine. But the live guides added just a little extra something. Oh, yeah. Because people would ask questions on the boat and the guide was able to answer them. Oh, wow. It just That's really, really added cool. a different layer to the entire experience. I kind of missed uh -huh. that. 
That's really cool. I didn't know that it was a that was an option or a feature that they had there. Yeah, it was, and it was really cool. And so but- we were able to watch all the nighttime shows. So we watched the one before that's that's that was probably a cool experience to witness is seeing all the before the 50th and then after the 50th because everything opened October 1st, which was the actual 50th anniversary. And so with that said, we watched the hot nighttime show and then the new one that was released, Harmagic. I don't know. It's harmonious. Harmonious. that is kind of world of color meets i don't know it, i think it's it's a it's a great show that's what i do know I mean, about so that. it's like a, a cross of world of color and phantasmic in some ways yeah it's fantastic as long as you can get past the fact that there's a stargate in the middle of the lagoon you're okay <laughs> um i got to see epcot forever when i was oh there. yeah and because of my visit originally, right when Epcot opened up back in 1982, a lot of that music really hit the heartstrings for me. I oh, know it was yeah. all had all been re-recorded and stuff, but they kept the basic framework of just about all the music. And I really enjoyed that show. I was standing on the bridge between France and Great Britain when they did it Uh uh-huh and that show i don't think there was a bad place anywhere around or showcase lagoon that you could stand i think you could see it from anywhere okay i had the perfect viewpoint but even better than that was i had the quick exit back out the skyliner before everybody else got there (laughs) yeah and the skyliner that we the last time i was at disney world it had just opened three days prior. So we were one of the first people to get on them and, you know, put my money where my mouth was and it kind of ate my words. Cause I was like, these things are going to be hot. There's no way they're going to stay cool. I just don't understand how that's possible, but boy, oh boy, was I wrong. I love them and they are the most smooth gliding attraction and it is an attraction to me i we just got on them just to go (laughs) like because we were at epcot and you walked over you know out the side entrance and there's where you load those and took it over and then you can come back but we just took a little trip and we're able to get on the uh, skyliner and take it over to caribbean disney from above go around the curve and get back on go back to epcot exactly did you were you able to do that or you wrote them from the actual well yeah because i stayed at pop so right um my first day there we went to magic kingdom and i did magic kingdom in the morning then i took a break in the afternoon and i was trying to figure out what to do for the afternoon and the building i was in i mean you could look out and the the skyline was right there oh wow yeah it's like it called my name <laughs> I went and got on the skyline. Well, the ride from Pop to Caribbean Beach is pretty short. Oh, yeah. Three, maybe four minutes tops if it doesn't stop anywhere in between. So I went ahead and got on the Epcot one because I knew that was a longer ride. And without even paying any attention, it's a good thing I had Park Hopper. Without even paying any attention, next thing I knew, I was walking around World Showcase. <laughs> and like, how'd that happen? It's simple. You know, you know that feeling at home you get when you go to Walt Disney World? 
my sentimental heartstrings are at Epcot because of that first visit I had. I love Magic Kingdom. You can really see the history of Disney there and how that part all came to be. Right. For the Florida project, Epcot was Walt's heart. That was that was what it was. It didn't turn out, I don't think, to be anything near what he had designed it to be. Not at all. We could talk about it. It was actually supposed to be a a working city. And I'm thinking that's something we can do. And that would be so mind-boggling to be a working city. Like people would work there and then go to work at Disney World. Well, and I I think essentially that's what the entire Disney property has ended up being. Right. Kind of a blown up version of that ideal. You're right. And in in essence, it kind of is. People work, live and play there, don't they? They do now. I mean, you've got. And then all the transportation that's on on property. And in essence, you're right. It's one big Epcot of his vision of what the city would be. I think if somebody were to come along and pick up Walt's vision for what that was supposed to be, I think we could see some great changes by leaps and bounds to how things are done there. Right. It's we're going to practically, and I don't really believe in this, but we're going to have to practically see Walt Disney reincarnated somehow, I think. (laughs) Somehow, some way, right. That happened, but okay. So um, what'd you do after, after Epcot then? So after Epcot, again, we took a day off. So now that was our third you know, resort day. And that day, Brandon and I had gone out on our date and we stayed at the resort, went swimming, um, had a great time there. And what else did we do with that night? We went to the boathouse and sat, we sat in a great location, but it was evening Mm -hmm. and we went out there to the boathouse and um, rode the Ampa cars that evening. What a, what a treat that was. Um, It had steak. It was delicious. Uh, As far as the next park day, the next day we went back to Magic Kingdom. So we actually did each parks three times and Epcot the four times. Okay. So we went to Magic Kingdom that day and they don't have parades, but every now and again, they have something called the cavalcade. Mm -hmm. And we were able to see that one that day. I remember it specifically, it came by and they're really, really cool. I know we can't see characters and it's a complete different way of interacting with them, but they do a really good job of finding ways for us to see characters and still be able to take pictures with them and interact with them, especially at Magic Kingdom um, above the railroad station. There's that the uh, terrace that they stand up on the balcony and they'll have the characters up there waving to you or the Dapper Dans are up there singing Mm -hmm. and a lot of interactive things to be able to still take advantage of and see characters. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did catch, I think it was the princess cavalcade while I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one was uh, great. It was really nice. I mean, I think Disney has done a stellar job in terms of making sure they could get whatever entertainment they could under today's conditions. And I I believe with all my heart that they're really striving to get back to a more normal flow. Uh Um, I've already heard that uh, the, uh, the afternoon parade 
is due to come back sometime after the first of the year. So that'll be nice. Oh, wow. That's, that's exciting. But no rumors on a nighttime parade. And I think that's what everybody's kind of hoping for. You know, they had the destination D expo here a couple of weeks ago, but no mention of a nighttime parade at Walt Disney world. Right. Yeah. I hope that comes back sooner than later. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, it kind of became an expectation there because up, up until this last trip, every trip I've gone to has had a nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. And not having those, I, I, I'm a big fireworks person and uh, you know sit down and wait for the parade and sit down and wait for the fireworks person i love the shows the shows that disney put on you know a lot of people complain about the price but we'll go to a concert and easily spend what two hundred dollars a person for an hour and a half of entertainment right disney is up there with their entertainment they know what they're doing and it's it's a value to me to be able to take advantage of that um, that specific day, we ended up eating at Skipper Canteen, which is a spinoff of one of my favorite attractions. And that is, of course, the Jungle Cruise. I love Magic Kingdom's Jungle Cruise over Disneyland's for several reasons. And the biggest one is longer and it has a tunnel. <laughs> Mag- at Disneyland, it does not, even though it was Walt's attraction. Right. Um, it was definitely plus at Magic Kingdom. So we went and ate at Skipper Canteen and enjoyed every bit of it and got the, it tastes like chicken because it is chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's got a funky flair to it. It's not, it's not comfort food by any means. Yeah. And that, I mean, the menu itself, it's not comfort food. This it tastes like chicken because it's not is basically a fried piece of chicken breast with a sauce that tastes like teriyaki sauce. So it's okay. almost like teriyaki chicken. You get a side of rice, mm-hmm. and we ordered pot stickers. I think that's where we got them before, but uh, yeah, it's a great menu and it's so fun. And it's a spinoff. They tell you jokes and kind of pick on you at your at your table have you ever eaten there before i have not had a chance to eat there yet that is on my bucket list definitely need to give that a try when you go um, back do you have a trip planned not another one yet but up up in my head i always have a trip planned right um but until i can get back to work and get back things back in the full swing uh you know I, i can't really afford to make the trip right now but right i was just talking to my wife because we have a big anniversary coming up soon and we might kick around the idea of see if we can grab a cheap flight and fly down and maybe even stay at a disney springs resort right and not do any park time just take the weekend enjoy disney springs go over to the boardwalk and roam around i've never actually walked the boardwalk Oh, wow. And, you know, I want to know what that's like. Maybe even walk over to Swan and Dolphin and take a look around just for curiosity's sake, if nothing else. Yeah, it's a great place to just walk and fun photo ops. There are some stellar photo ops, especially yeah, you know, so get on I'm, those. I'm kind of of the framework right now where I love the parks, but I want to start doing some of the other things that over the years 
I've never had the opportunity to do. And that might also mean taking the dive, pun intended, and going to one or both of the water parks if they happen to be open when I get back. You're so right. And that's what I'm talking about. It's those specific things at Disney World that make it Disney World because you know, we went and played miniature golf, those things that most people don't do unless you have the time. Cause everyone's like, Oh, the four parks, the four parks, there's so much to do outside of that. So we went miniature golfing and we went to Splitsville, which is at Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. And we went to circle D ranch, which is, you know, part of Fort wilderness. And over in that area, you can rent You can rent kayaks and go on the little lake that's there up and down. And it's like six bucks to do. It's super cheap. Um, At your resort, we rented the Surrey bikes and took a little fun trip on the bikes. It's it's so fun just to be able to relax and have a good vacation. Because who wants to have a vacation from your vacation? And Disney can walk you out of your vacation. I mean, you walk 20 miles a day at Disney World, right? So you walk. And just having those off days to rejuvenate and stay in your pool and enjoy your resort. And, you know, like you said, going over there and doing those things, it, it makes, it just, it makes memories you can't get at a park. Right. And, and right now, I mean, I would love to just stay at a Disney resort, but right now, uh, I, I'm hoping that's going to change, but right now you can't necessarily get room only reservations they you can only get right now maybe after that'll change and and there's really and unfortunately you know i'll send out a little rant there's no real benefits of staying on property anymore you don't half an hour early to any park that's not even enough time to walk from the gate to an attraction before everybody's let in right that was a rough one to um deal with and that's you know that we took advantage of um just being able to have a slower time than worrying about getting up at rope drop so and when you like that you get on whatever ride happens to be available at the time right Um, i'm not yeah and so we had the das service which is the disability service um the way they did it before and it's, it's different now because now you can do it all on your phone and it's all electronic right. but it was still getting re- return times but they let us through the the lightning lane side of things which was really interesting to get to experience that like when we went on ratatouille we were able to go on ratatouille it was the last attraction of our trip um, we had a reservation to Epcot that day and we ate a space 220. But when you get a return time, most people have to go back and that line was like two hours long. Right. But because Brandon used the disability access service, they had us go through a different area. And that is now the lightning lane area mm-hmm. instead of the standby queue. But even if you had a return time, they were making people stand in a standby queue and you'd go get a line. And that line was easy two to three hour wait it was wrapped all the way back to the bridge and if you know where ratatouille was it's kind of tucked in there way in the back um and that line was super long so we got to 
I don't want to say it, it's not cheating the system by any means, but we got to experience what the lightning lane would have been like and accommodating those things. And I see, yeah, it would be worth the $12. Yeah. Let me tell you. And so, so speaking of water parks, did you get a chance to visit any of them? I think the water parks? Right? Yeah. So the water parks are great. Blizzard Beach and, um, so one time I was swimming, we went to the, uh, the lagoon, Typhoon Lagoon. Sorry about that. And I am deathly afraid of oceans. I don't know why I go on Disney cruises all the time, but it's this thing I have about swimming in the oceans. So I, here I am. I'm like, I'm just going to do it guys. It's so fun. It's going to be great. Go swim with the, the sharks. Cause there's a, there's like this reef that you can swim across and like snorkel with the sharks down at the mm-hmm. bottom. It's a pretty deep, like water lagoon thing that they have made. And they give you clean glasses and a snorkel gear and you go across and you, you're not supposed to stop. You just get in, kind of float and kick past and see the sharks. Well, I had gotten in and I don't, it was my idea, you know, I get in and the water's a little cold and I start literally drowning. Like I can't breathe to get enough oxygen in mm-hmm. me. And so I'm just trying like, it's all on video too. Cause Brandon Fry's GoPro and I'm like sinking and going down and I'm surprised because the uh, lifeguard didn't notice. And I was really like having a, a panic attack. Yeah. So I ended up crawling over to this rock and he's like, get off the rock. And I'm like in tears. So I, if a man could walk on water, Matthew, I think I walked on water that day because I swam so fast from there to the, to the, uh, where you get out on the steps in about 2.3 seconds, I was swimming, just trying to survive. I literally, and then I got out and I started crying. And by that time they had all the like paramedics over there and things trying to take care of me because I was literally drowning. It was, it was a scary experience to happen, but I'm grateful to be okay. And uh, they, I think they may have given that uh, cast member talking to because I was silently drowning and they didn't notice. Yeah. And it happens. I didn't realize how easy it was scary at the time. I could smile because I lived through it, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty terrifying. And you realize how easy it is to really drown. And I can swim. I know how to swim. And I could not get my head above the water. Like I couldn't get the air in my lungs. I was hyperventilating. Mm -hmm just with, I felt claustrophobic with the mask on and the, yeah. you know, the piece of thing out of my mouth. And I just could not catch my breath. So I found myself just sinking and sinking. But other than that, it's a great time to go to a water park. Okay. <laughs> have you ever been to the water parks? I have not had that opportunity yet either. That's why I'm saying I'd kind of like to do a trip where I'm not going to theme parks, but you're right you could go to disney world and not even go to a park at all and have a day there and about the only thing i might do is i might cheat a little bit and go to the boardwalk and catch whatever i can of the epcot shows there you go or um you know maybe i wouldn't go to california grill but there are little areas at the contemporary where you can walk out and see main street no, and yeah. the going on, you know, I might do some of that. 
I might right, get on sky. the monorail and just ride around because like yeah. you said, it's an attraction. I love the monorails, especially since they've at least done a little dressing up of them. I still wish we'd get some new ones because these are getting kind of worn out, but at least they've refurbished most of them. They've put some new colors on them. They've, they've redone the interior. So they look a little nicer. And the last one I was on didn't smell like a monorail. No, I think that's, I think that's probably the best thing that could happen there. But, um, you know, and if I go over to the boardwalk, of course, I'm going to jump on a Skyliner and take a ride because that's a lot of fun. Right. You know, and doing something like that too, I wouldn't yeah, necessarily, the are great. yeah, I wouldn't necessarily need an ADR for some of the resort restaurants because not all of them fill up every day exactly california girls go into because of what it's got going on um you know and california grill is really hard to get into especially you know during the 50th they actually stopped reservations that first week of october because they were preparing for the 50th i'm not sure when it reopened yeah. but the last day for reservations was september 30th mm -hmm. and i had made three reservations one for my daughter one for my mom and dad and then one for me and brandon all on separate nights and again used masca pros to do so and it helped me get those reservations which i'm so grateful for mm -hmm. so big tip listeners download masca pros and it'll help you get any reservation that you are in need of say you got on and they're just not any available it just continuously scans for one to come available on the day and specifically the time if you're looking at a certain time mm -hmm. and when it opens you can click on it and it takes you exactly right to that reservation page and you can hit submit and all your stuff is stored and you're able to get it. you got to watch your phone and as soon as it dings you do have to act pretty quick because somebody can pick it up Right. But I was able to get 90%, I would say 95% of all of the restaurant reservations I was looking for. Wow. That's amazing. Right. I have to look into that sometime because, you know, I want to try, I want to try one or two of the restaurants at Grand Destino Tower. Oh yeah. Lots of good things about those. Um, I'm not. I actually wouldn't mind actually going back to pop to do the food court because I think some of the food in there is really good. Yeah, it is. Same with art of animation. I, I enjoyed that. food. That was court. the rough thing about staying at. Yeah. That was the, that was the hardest thing about staying at Saratoga Springs because it is a DVC property. Mm -hmm. They don't have a big food court. It's very minimal. Right. And just to get a hamburger and hot dog, you actually, have to walk quite a ways over from where we were staying over to the quiet pool. And it's at the outside grill that's by the pool, the poolside grill. That's the only place on property you can get a hamburger if you want one or chicken sandwich, et cetera, with fries. Sounds like food court, quicker to walk over to the springs. Right. So the food court has very, very basic food. It has more of a small grocery store inside than it does even food. And that was a little disappointing, but again, like you said, it, 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 there was a give and take to that because we were able to eat in our room and make the breakfast and not have to worry about going there to eat. But if we came back from the, a park early, or we just wanted to take a nap before we went back, cause we didn't get park hoppers. We just stayed at a park each day. Um, 
we couldn't exactly get food if we wanted it at a food court because there wasn't one. And yeah. that was that was probably the most downer of the whole trip. But other than that, it really wasn't a big deal because we had so many food options to still be able to eat. I think for me too, the other thing that might be an issue is that it does have limited transportation. Your choice yeah. is the buses. Right. And don't get me wrong. I think Disney does a fabulous job with the buses when they're fully staffed. They are not currently fully staffed. Not at all. <laughs> no, they're, they're using private charter services to help fill some of the basic transportation needs. Right. And especially when it's super busy, they have to have all buses on deck. Yeah, they really do. And when you're staying at some place like Saratoga, um, you know, that's your, unless you rent a car or you drove, you're dependent on those buses and you're dependent on them running at a regular interval. So you can at least plan to some degree how you getting around. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal. I mean, the buses weren't bad because on, I don't know if it's at every resort now, but I noticed that they were at all stars as well as, you know, um, the Saratoga, they have a flat screen, an led screen. And on mm -hmm. there, it would tell you next bus to Epcot, 22 minutes away, next bus right. to magic kingdom, five minutes away. And they are spot on. I believe they're RFID chipped, so they know exactly where that bus is coming, and it is to the T of when and how that bus gets there. It's actually, it's a GPS system. Oh, okay. And I know this because I am a bus driver. Oh, okay. So tell me a little bit how it works, because I really, I was so intrigued by it. Everything ties in through the radio system that they use. Okay. Well, the way it works where I, I'm at, so I'm assuming this is. I did notice that their screens were the exact same make that, that we use where I work. Right. So the GPS system tracks where your buses are at all times and it knows where your stops are. So wow. depending on what they program in for a run number, then that tells the computer what their route is to run and what their stops are along the way. And then from that, it gives you a time that a bus will be at that stop. And like oh, that, yeah. they are incredibly accurate anymore these days. They are very accurate, aren't they? Yes, they are they extremely are. accurate. So that's, it's a nice thing that they're doing that. Um, I personally, I love the Disney bus system. I think it's probably one of the best run transportation systems in the u.s if not the entire world uh-huh um, i don't know exactly how many buses they have but i was given an insight into when art of animation was about to open okay they had ordered 50 buses just to service that resort wow so I just kinda, art of animation that's yeah, amazing i kind of in my head took the size of that resort with the number of buses they bought for it and kind of guessed at the rest of the resorts given their sizes. And I've estimated they must have somewhere between 350 and 400 buses 
you know what? I will tell you that is pretty accurate because I asked them how many buses they had on property and it was around 370 is what I was told. It's 370 something, um, 370 something that they have of buses on property um, for Disney because I was intrigued. I asked one of the cast Mm -hmm. members and that's what I was told. So that's a good, accurate guess. Yeah. And um, I was... Being a bus driver, I engaged conversation with several of the bus drivers and other staff while I was there waiting for a bus to come. Right. And when they found out I was a bus driver, they're like, what's it going to take to get you to come work for us? Oh, <laughs> and I have a number in my head because right now they're offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus for most of the positions at Disney World trying to get restaffed. Wow. But that's not enough. But if they get a, a big enough number up there, my wife and I are going to have to have a serious discussion <laughs> because I, I mean, love doing it... what I'm doing, but if I could do it down there, I'd be even happier. Man. And to be able to do that and have just Disney in your backyard, wouldn't that be a dream come true? Oh. <laughs> My dream, her nightmare, maybe. <laughs> so are you, so is your spouse a Disney diehard as you or a converter? Neither neither oh wow go if we're going okay she doesn't eat sleep and drink it like i do right um i didn't ask enough questions before we got married (laughs) and And honey if you're listening i'm kidding (laughs) she probably isn't but anyway well mindy i've really enjoyed this time with you um several good tips along the way it sounds like you had a very successful vacation in most ways. I'm glad very much every, so. I'm glad everybody got what they wanted out of it. And I really thank you for coming on and sharing your insights with us here on Disney Conversations. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Disney Conversations. And again, I'd like to thank our friend Mindy Muir for sharing her experiences and insights. Next week is Christmas, and we are going to try and have a special Christmas episode out for you to listen to. In the meantime, I'd like to wish you all Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We look forward to talking to you again real soon. TTFN. TTFN.